Welcome to the Future of Voice podcast. I'm John Stein, Executive Director of the Open Voice Network, and as you know, we're the Linux Foundation community dedicated to making voice worthy of user trust. We're delighted today to welcome to the podcast Megan Burns. Megan, the Catalyst and Strategic Business Connector. She's currently working with the venture firm As a Friend Capital Partners, where Megan provides strategic and marketing counsel in the company's Catalyst program which is designed to accelerate growth for entrepreneurs and early stage startups. Megan, welcome. Glad you're here. Thanks, John. Thanks for having me. Uh, our pleasure. You, you're you at the midst and the intersection of a lot of interesting things. I mean, you understand, um, and I've had the pl- privilege of working with you, you understand the connection between the business and the marketing world and technology innovations. Um Give us your origin story. You know, where did how did Megan Burns get to this point working with Azafran and working especially in this whole world of conversational AI and voice assistance? Tell us the story. Sure. Thanks, John. Yeah, so for more than 20 years, I've been supporting entrepreneurs and business owners, having worked at Entrepreneurs Organization, uh, Inc. Magazine, Scaling Up, and one of my first um, in, employers was our managing partner, James Kennepick. James Kennefick, along with Marty Fisher, who was the president of AOL Technology. He also built Revolutionary Health with Steve Case. They're really tech pioneers. And six years ago, we identified, as many of our voice network did, of the changes that were about to come. So really my first um, experience in the investment world. And um, exactly as you said, Catalyst, I helped commercialize uh, the technology and help the entrepreneurs and businesses um, by kind of assessing to see what the market timing looks like, the traction, and the team. And now, today, more than ever, we really need that outlook on where technology is going to be able to be a solution. Well, technology to be a solution. And you came into, and we're taking a look, as I understand, taking a look at conversational AI and voice six years ago. And the market has changed perhaps dramatically, um, perhaps in ways that we don't yet understand. Tell us, Megan, what, you know, when you started, what was the kind of the investment thesis? How has that changed to now? What, what's been the shift? Yeah, um, it's been a gradual shift, even though I would say, as everyone knows, this last year, valuations have really balanced out. Uh, yes, they have uh, decreased and regulated, uh, just a little bit more conservative in the investment world. There is still investments to the point for Azafran. We invest in acoustic voice and imagery technologies. We focus in healthcare and B2B enterprise. And having just gone to CES, and uh, we have a great, vibrant uh, investment community here in Philadelphia, keeping an ear to what's going on, really healthcare. How is our technology that we're investing in um, going to integrate into the systems into healthcare? So that's really an area that everyone has really known. And so in the investment world, that hasn't really changed. Um, I, I think there's, uh, you know, as a friend, we are based on data and research. Um, so we can kind of insert our opinions of what's going to happen, but it's really being a little bit more of a slower take on investing, blending it with other technologies to solve problems. And um, I think it's going to be a very, very interesting next uh, 18 to 24 months. You mentioned, you've emphasized just in your responses here today, Megan, you've emphasized solutions and solving problems um, all too all often. 
as I've seen the you know kind of the growing ecosystem of conversational AI and and voice assistance innovation, the emphasis has been on technology. How do you make it better, faster, smarter, as opposed to perhaps the integration of the technology into a business process? You seem to be emphasizing the latter, the use of technology, integrating into businesses, into business process, into creating business value, as opposed to maybe just simply being, you know, the fastest NLP or whatever else. Tell us about that. Is that, am I on? Yeah. on? Well, with businesses in today's landscape too, it's a little bit more of a conservative outlook, uh, whether it is helping to uh, retain and um, acquire uh, new clients. It even goes into the employees as far as this customer experience includes employees and the technology is helping that. Um, but that said, the resources of companies are lean. So if there is too new technology, how is that going to integrate into their legacy systems? Um, what are the outcomes for the business? That said, there's the evaluation of including uh, or implementing new technologies. It's the understanding and, and education. John, you and I talk a lot about the education in the entrepreneurial world. It's just not the larger fortune um, companies. I had the privilege of talking to a friend of mine that just started working for Nuance. Um, Nuance, owned by Microsoft, experiences the same challenges and in integration of technology that a small $10 million company starts up. But they understand that there is a need. They're going to be left behind if they do not look at this technology in order to do more than just the bottom line uh, in an immediate. The results of incorporating technology will be longer term. Um, so it's a very, very careful analysis. It sounds as if that's a question that perhaps as you are, and again, as serving in your catalyst role with as a friend, you're vetting, I would think you're vetting companies that are seeking venture capital and support. What are the major questions you wish or the major issues you wish they would address more often? What are the, what are the holes you find most often? Is it that, you know, creating the business value where is it? T tell us about, give us some advice. It is in, the, it is in that, um, you know, as a business owner, when you're in your business, you're operating it versus being strategic and over top, really leveraging resources and partners out there, um, understanding what the technology is having impact on. You're doing a lot of great work at the Open Voice Network of like, what is standardization of that data being collected? And um, we're all part of this. So you have a very busy entrepreneur that is growing. They're experiencing pain. We see it as far as we're helping really to prioritize, keeping an eye on the alignment of the business growing, um, but not too fast. Um, so you don't want to be leading um, or bleeding edge, I should say, um, but to keep up. So it's, it's, a, it's a very busy landscape out there. And um, I think go slow. Marty, our managing partner, likes to say go slow to go fast. So um, I think that that is a good uh, 2023 motto for us all. If you're taking a look and you're sitting down with, you know, prospective um, venture players and, and you're doing your catalyst work, what might be the top three things, Megan, that you look for? You know, yeah, I'm sitting down with you. I have a bitch. Uh, you know, I'm building a company. What are the what? things, you know, what are the top three things you want me to know when I come in? Yeah. So uh, we're going to assess, and John, I shared with you, part of the catalyst program for Azafran is we work our, with our companies prior to investment. We're going to assess the market timing, uh, the traction, and the team. 
that team is really, really key because often in a startup, uh, that is not going to be the core team to really grow and scale, um, but they need to be lean and they need to be uh, aligned with where their goals are and, and where they're going, both on developing the product as well as the marketing and sales. Um, you know, we like to use the example that many people know when the Oculus came out so many years ago, the, the timing in the marketplace was not there. It's not to say the technology wasn't valid and needed. Um, so it's really important for companies to keep an eye on where can my technology fit. One of our portfolio companies, Yobi, they were just at um, CES, you know, Ken Sutton. Well, they've done a great pivot now as far as their technology is able to extract the voice while identifying that person. So imagine you and I are on a, on a call and you're on mute. Uh, their technology is going to allow, uh, instead of, you know, hey, John, you're on mute, the technology is going to allow that. So again, it's that customer experience. And that's a perfect example of making sure keeping up with the market and the timing. Keeping up with the market, the timing. And then I think you had a third one in there, Megan, the remind team. us of that. It's just the team. Tell it's us about team, that. Yeah, you know, what, what do you look for? Um, a, you know what? The um, a very uh, coachable, open. Often, when we are growing or we identify a technology and we become passionate and involved, um, you, you we put our blinders on. And when I say we, we, we do. We believe in. Whereas a little bit more flexibility, um, a little bit of um, this might not be going in the right path. Um, so it's that flexibility of the team and the leader. Uh, to be open to resources, movement, and change. Open to resources, movement, and change. So you're looking for leaders who understand themselves to be students, always learning, as opposed to perhaps be experts who may have it figured out. Is that a fair statement? Absolutely. And and as we just, I just talked about, as far as when you're in your business, it's often hard to do that. When you're in your own, it's easier for you to be at a 10,000 um, level feet or have somebody else look at that, that you might not be um, seeing. Let's take a look now and Megan step back and go beyond the 10,000 foot level. Let's head mm -hmm. up to uh, cross country, 35,000 foot level and <laughs> peer down at this whole world of conversational AI. I mean, we've had in the last, you know, gosh, in the last two to two and a half months, we've had massive layoffs here. We've had major changes here. We've had generative AI and large language models, you know, the likes of ChatGPT, all of these shifts and changes that have been I mean, just major winds blowing through the voice industry. Um, what do you what do you see for the next twelve months, and then what do you see for the next thirty six? I mean, are what's you know where do we where do we place our bets here for the next twelve months? If I can ask you that question, yeah, no, it's great. And the Chat GPT really brought awareness. The market does drive. Uh, the end user is going to bring awareness and uh, in talking to Pete Erickson of Motive, we both know Pete puts on a, has a great voice summit and has his uh, ear to the ground on, on the technology and changing. Um, ChatGPT is really, it's not, may not be the only solution. I remember we had a number of options, you know, years ago when our browsers came out. Um, so, so this is going to be one of many, but it's really going to drive conversational AI, the need for it and awareness. 
Um, so if a, if a company is not keeping up with it, then now the uh, the consumers in the market is going to drive that. So um, and as I mentioned, you know, for, with Azafran, we really rely a lot on research, on data. Uh, recently, over the weekend, I looked uh, Kathy Wood, uh, who's the chief executive mm-hmm. at Arc Investment Management, mm-hmm. um, has a great, great podcast and talked about the five innovation platforms and the growth over not only the next 12 months, John, or even 18 months, but she looks in, in the next eight years, we're going to experience more change in technology than we have experienced in 100 years. So as those five platforms that she talks about, including AI, um, it's going to move fast and we're going to need to pay attention. We're going to need to, ag- to be very agile. So I would say in the landscape of our investments, I think there's probably a very conservative, there is money investment out there, but I see probably a lot of acquisitions mm-hmm. um, to keep an eye on because um, history repeats itself. And if we look back into the nineties and even back to, you know, 2007, 2008, uh, it's kind of survival of the fittest. And, and um, so I think that that behooves a, a technology company to kind of keep an eye out whether they're acquiring or to be acquired. This seems like a major transition point, inflection point, if you use the Andy Grove, John Chambers language of when the rules change. And, you know, we've gone from perhaps a you know, the, the world of conversational AI will be defined by consumer-facing devices to now the world is going to be defined by large language models, which may be all about search and et cetera. And within that market transition, you're telling us oh, it's, this is a time of consolidation, perhaps, a time of acquisition, a time of pivoting, a time of realignment. Do you see, am, am I on base here, Megan, in terms yeah. of understanding what you're saying? Absolutely. And we haven't even talked as far as Web3 of the conversational AI and technology that's going to be needed there. We're only scratching the surface uh, there. So, again, we can make predictions and opinions and and once. And I think that, again, we we need to identify our resources, how we're receiving that information, whether, um, you know, again, through Open Voice Network. Um, Bradley Maddock has that great uh, project voice. Um, we went to CES, uh, you went to NRF. I mean, be out and about, keep an eye on what's happening in the industries through uh, events and resources and, and podcasts and, uh, and, be ad- and be agile. Final question, Megan, and thank you so much for your time today. But let's, we're going to put you on the spot a bit here. Okay. And give us the three Megan Burns predictions. Maybe 12 months, 18, 24 months out. What should we look for? The three predictions. Okay. So um, even though it's not based on data and research, I see healthcare adaption um, really go, um, really accelerating. Um, what my experience in working with some of uh, the healthcare systems and, again, at CES, big, big focus uh, an expansion in healthcare. Um, I see the the work coming together of the legacy systems in the hospitals, which are really barriers to technology, of uh, more um, uh, people coming together, more efforts coming together to make progress. Uh, so that I see that in, in healthcare. I, I do think Web3, uh, Web it's going to uh, really create a pivot for us um, in that 
That said, Web3 is more advanced. I feel that, and again, looking back at history, um, we may go back to more traditional routes as well. And that that is going with the acquisition. So there's not as many um, companies. So maybe it's a little clearer for mm-hmm. companies or enterprise to be able to understand what they need. And and I think that there is going to be standardization. It's a little bit of the Wild West with our data being collected. Uh, who owns it? And what are the uh, what are standards around that? I think that that is something that's definitely going to become um, clear in the next um, 18 to 24 months. A third prediction, Megan, a third prediction, a third prediction and um, a third prediction. I would uh, imagine. Let me think. Let me stop for a sec. A third prediction. I think it's going to get a little bit worse and challenging until it gets better, but that's not a bad thing. I think that for the past couple of years, we've seen investments of seed and angel being in the millions of dollars. It's been really a a fun ride, if you will, but it's been very inflated. And so I I think that that's going to take a little bit more time, um, I'd say going into 2024, before we start to feel a little bit better. Megan Burns, thank you, man. This is the Future of Voice podcast with the Open Voice Network. We've had the privilege of chatting with Megan Burns, Catalyst of Azafran Partner, Capital Partners. Megan, thank you so much for the time and sharing with us and giving us your predictions and your opinions. And colleagues, um, we look forward to the next conversation. Again, the Future of Voice podcast, thank you very much. Thanks, John. Thanks, John.